You know, Dano Seasoning is changing the world one table at a time by offering the best all-natural low-sodium seasoning products on the market. Dano's goals are to provide you with real flavors to make healthier food choices without ever having to sacrifice the real taste. Dano's includes low sodium, which is only 50 milligrams per serving. It has all natural unrefined sea salt. There's no sugar, no MSG, no chemicals, and it's completely gluten-free. Also, there's 100% natural ingredients. Dano's seasoning is the most versatile seasoning on the market. Grill, smoke, bake, create soups, sauces, marinades. You can also sprinkle Danos on your eggs, your potatoes, maybe some pizza, maybe some pasta, and even while you're watching a movie, sprinkle some Danos on popcorn. Heck, if you're crazy, why don't you put some Danos on ice cream? Any food that exists, you can put some Danos on it. Go to danosseasoning.com, use my promo code HodgePodge, capital H and a capital P in HodgePodge. Guys, remember to do that. Um, just like the spelling of the podcast, a capital H and a capital P in HodgePodge. You can try all three flavors, which include original, spicy, and hot chipotle right now today. It's damn good. Yum, yum. Get you some. We are sponsored by Raise Energy, powered by the enhanced refresh technology. Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy targets focus, enhances your recovery time, improves clean energy levels, and boosts your stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each single can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates, which that gives you a smarter and more healthier option. You should not have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbs than you can count. Opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market today with Raise Energy. If you want to get yourself a can of Raise Energy, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com. Use my promo code HPP1000, HPP1000 at checkout, and you will receive a generous discount. explain something so i've said numerous times that black panther is one of the best marvel movies to ever be created that's right i that's right i still believe that right but i feel i actually after i rewatched it here recently i realized that there's a lot of um there was a lot of nostalgia I should say that happened around the release. Like it was going to do the first black superhero, the first all black superhero storyline. It was garnered through that. And so once I watched it come out of the theater, I was like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it is. But if you're comparing my list now, if I'm comparing my list for Black Panther and I'm looking at all of these... This stands out 
but not as much as these other ones. And I know there's one on this list. There's a few that's coming up, and you're going to be guys are going to be like, really? You put Black Panther down there and the rest of these above it? Yes. And so that's why. Number 18 is Doctor Strange. I found Doctor Strange was a superhero that we had not seen portrayed in, in any type of way. Like, I knew nothing about Doctor Strange. And so when I saw the trailer for Doctor Strange, I was like, wow, what is this? And it made me go research and realize that, oh, this guy is somewhat of a wizard. And it's kind of cool. You know, I, at that time, I had not yet seen the Harry Potter movies, but I knew that Harry Potter was somewhat cool to people. And so I was like, oh, so let's see if they can take this wizard, this wizardry and they could put it into a superhero and kind of how was he going to take wizardry and, and it makes sense in Marvel. Like that was my whole thing because it was just about superheroes as in, oh, I can, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm, you know, those types of things. Never have you seen magic yet, I don't think. Um, and when this movie came out, I mean, it's great from beginning to end, in my opinion, because you get to see him as a doctor, and then you, his love interest was Richard McAdams, then he has the, the car wreck, and then it's his hands are demolished, so he can't, he's no longer a surgeon anymore. It's, it's, it's great. And the fight scene at the end of Doctor Strange is, is, is one of the wildest fight scenes, um, I think you could ever see in, in a Marvel movie. Um, it's crazy. Um, but this, I, I, I still felt Doctor Strange was better than its successor. Like, I thought it was better than Doctor Strange 2. Um, because the storyline was a little more, I wasn't as confused watching Dr. Strange as I kind of was watching Multiverse of Madness. Um, and so I, I feel that it was just a, a better quality movie. Shang-Chi is at number 17. And this kind of, not, not really a lot to say about Shang-Chi, but I feel it kind of falls along the same line as Dr. Strange as I have no clue who this character is. I enjoy the Asian America that they're throwing in at us. And I also was enthralled by the story about how magic could be enthralled into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now it's kind of normalized, I guess, with the success of, you know, Doctor Strange and then the the, the Avengers that happened afterwards and the movies that happened afterwards. Um... Uh, I, I think magic is somewhat known now, but I was just curious whether we're going to take the magic in Shang-Chi, and I found the underwater scenes of, of Shang-Chi was, I mean, they were, it was incredible CGI. I mean, it was, it was some of the greatest fight. I mean, Shang-Chi is one of those movies that's like, it's what you want in a superhero film because it's like from beginning to end, it's nonstop action. There's always an action scene. It's like a John Wick, but a Marvel. So that always that all that always uh, makes me curious of how they're going to um, either make it successful or how they're going to really bomb it. And I feel that they, I feel that they really accomplished what they were going for in Shang-Chi. Thor is next up on the list. 
Yeah. Um, other than Ragnarok, it's the best Thor. Um, because the whole Avengers come out, right? And then it, it, Thor was just a throwaway character, in my opinion. I, I I never really cared for Thor that much because I remember watching the Avengers um, animated cartoon show uh, growing up, and Thor was just a guy that I thought he was a construction worker. I'm not gonna lie, that just wore fancy a fancy headgear. Um, but Thor was just a throwaway character for me, and when they announced that they were doing a Thor movie, I was I, I wasn't the most thrilled because I didn't really care either way, uh, just because of my 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 thoughts towards the Thor character. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I first watched it, I thought it was all right, and then I watched it a second time, and I enjoyed it a little bit more, and then I watched it a third time, and I was like, okay, this is really, uh, this is peak Marvel in the very beginning, because I think we got Thor, what was it, right after, right after the Avenger, uh, sorry, right after Iron Man 2, because I think it goes Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, and then Thor, I think that's how it goes. And then you get Captain America, and then the Avengers, and then Iron Man three follows the. I, I think I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean the first Thor, it's you got you got to have the origin stories there. And I found that this, even though Captain America, the first Avenger, picked up in the very you know the 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 um the end of the second half of the third. What the fuck am I saying? Captain America, the first Avenger, picked up at the very middle, middle to end of the second act. And the complete three, the the, the last act and a half was incredible. I find Thor to be a little bit of the opposite. The first two and a half acts of Thor are really good. And then the last act and a half is just kind of, eh, the villain was... The 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 CGI is is always incredible with with Marvel and with Disney, but it, uh, Thor was just something, and I had to put it here because I had to put it somewhere, and it's an origin story, so that's why it's at sixteen. Hawkeye, the Disney Plus original series, is at fifteen. I really enjoyed this one. I I'm not the biggest Hawkeye fan, but I am a a, a big Jeremy Renner fan. Um, I liked when he took over the Jason Bourne series for that, uh, the last Jason Bourne movie that they made. Um, that was very good. He also played Wind River, uh, which was really great with Elizabeth Olsen. And so once I heard that they were announcing, or once they announced the Hawkeye series, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Then Haley Steinfeld got involved. Didn't really... I knew her from that starving song, and then she did Pitch Perfect. Um, so I knew her from that, but did not really care otherwise if she was in it or not. Like, I feel a lot of this Marvel can make or break you. And I feel that her character. 
lacked in a certain in a certain form, but it also succeeded in another form. It's weird. I go full in depth on the Hawkeye um, reactions on previous episodes. So if you want to hear episode breakdowns of Hawkeye, I did those. Just have to go back or just type in the Hodgepodge podcast uh, Hawkeye, and it should be right there. Um, but Hawkeye, and then they give you last few episodes. They give you exactly what you came for after the events of. Uh, Black Widow. They're like, okay, here we go. Get a new Black Widow going on. And then, of course, this sets up the future of Hawkeye in possibly more Marvel movies or another season of Hawkeye. 14, in my opinion, I struggled with this to be the top TV show uh, from Marvel. But I put it here, and it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You guys know Captain America is one of my favorite. He's probably, he has to be right behind Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is my all-time favorite superhero. So he has to be second in line for favorite superheroes. Um, Captain America, once they ended the Avengers Endgame, and you realize that he gave it over to Falcon. Gave the Captain America over to, to Falcon you knew that there was you wanted to know what they were going to do different because i knew that in the comic books bucky became captain america after steve rogers um so i wanted to know exactly what they were doing with this switchover it was great that they went to falcon i happened to enjoy falcon um the same or a little bit more than the winter soldier bucky uh I mean, they're, I mean, they're really head to head with for me for one of the um, uh, uh, teammates. You know, it, it's really cool. But with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel that they paced it out perfectly. It was you could here. Here's here's where I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and obviously Loki is farther up on the list. But I think here here is where these two are different than the other series. That was on Disney Plus. You could take out the opening credits and the end credits and the flashbacks from every episode, and you can morph it into one giant six-hour movie, and it would just it would be entertaining from start to finish. They give you a little bit of dialogue between Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're going back and forth. You know, I want you to be Captain America. I can't do it. And then obviously they give you the great dialogue between the villain. Uh, the villains. This is a team of villains in, in 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 this, and then the brilliancy of the fake or the new Captain America taking over, killing a civilian, going to prison, and then you lead off to where is this guy coming? And I think he's going to be involved in the Thunderbolts, um, maybe because it, it was kind of cool to see. I know everybody was like, that does not, that looks like the dude from Up. Yeah, but he was also, but it's also a show. So, whatever. I, I, I don't care about people's opinions towards what characters look like. Um, I just thought the Falcon and Winter Soldier was such a great, such a great piece of TV show for Marvel. I feel. 13. 
I do not hate this movie as much as everybody hates it, right? Iron Man 3. I don't know why people hate it so much. The villain was a little bit... Eh, he was alright. But, it was way better than Whiplash. And Iron Man 2 was, I mean, 32 on the list. So it was, I mean, it was way down there, you know. Um, But Iron Man 3, I enjoyed it a little bit more because it was like Iron Man was fighting himself after the events of the Avengers and he meets this child and he kind of changes his life and then we see him i mean it's incredible you just see all now you see all the other duplicate iron mans and you know the final battle scene no matter what anybody says for me no matter what anybody says about the villain or the way the villain was portrayed or the the dialogue the storyline of the movie that final fight scene on the water, him going across the one single, single thing right there. You, you, if you're listening to this, obviously you're a Marvel fan. You know what I'm talking about. That, for me, is one of the best scenes in Iron Man. It's right there with uh, Tony Stark breaking out of the cave in the in the very first Iron Man. So Iron Man three gets a lot of hate, and I don't know why. I I enjoy it. 12 is Thor Ragnarok. Now, I could not imagine before this movie Thor being a comedian. Like, a comedic character. Sure, you saw it in the first couple of Avenger movies. Uh, but everybody has a comedic part in the movie. You know, everybody has a sense of humor. I mean, it's not like everybody's uh, stone-faced dead to it. But... In Ragnarok, though, it opened up a new level for Marvel, I think. I think everybody said, oh, we kind of killed the Thor character. And I'm surprised. I am 100% surprised after Thor The Dark World, which was um, last on my list, uh, last episode. um, I feel that they should not have made a third movie. I mean, if you're if you're looking at it and you're comparing it to the first two in normal Hollywood, not Disney or Marvel, normal Hollywood, if you do two sequels, or if you do two movies, a sequel, and the second movie is an absolute bomb, or it's getting bad reviews, you're not really going to make a third one or want to commit to a third one. So to see that Taiki Watiti create this, and give us kind of what we know now as Marvel's comedic takes and Thor. It's great. It, it It's great. Spider-Man Homecoming is next um, at, at number 11. This was my first taste of... Well, I can't say that because there was Civil War. But I'll go into that here in a few minutes. Spider-Man Homecoming was the first taste of what in the world is Marvel going to do with Spider-Man? Are they going to... Because before this, all people knew of Spider-Man that did not read comics was who was better, Tobey Maguire or the reboot with Andrew Garfield. That's really all you knew. And for them to take this movie 
and actually make this guy look like a high schooler, look like a fresh new superhero that Iron Man just happened to pick up out of the middle of nowhere in Civil War. And they give us this. And you see exactly where they're headed with it. You forgive everything else about Spider-Man. Like, you know, because I know I know, the past five Spider-Man movies have not been perfect. They've been, some of them have been panned by critics. But to see that they're actually doing this justice and they're not creating another Batman or another Superman and it just be another movie, it's actually... They they wanted to get it correct, and they wanted to get it right, and they did. Now, I have different thoughts on the new Spider-Man freshman year coming out, because that doesn't make sense to me, um, but we'll, we'll see. All right, getting into the top ten here, and I know, I think this one, I think people can live with the other one that I have in the top ten, but I think this one is where people are going to really get pissed off because at number 10 i've got ant-man the first ant-man this was one marvel movie i did not see in theaters i've only seen two or three you know not i'm not only jesus christ i have only seen two or three out of the theater like i did not go to the theater to watch it and ant-man was one of those because I was like, this is going to be dumb. Why are they bringing Paul Rudd, a great actor, great comedic actor, why are they bringing him in to play a superhero in Marvel? It's going to be a waste of time, it's not going to be any good, and it's just going to be a character that's going to die after one movie. Boy, how I was wrong, right? This was way better than... Ant-Man and the Wasp was great, right? But I think this was really great because Ant-Man was a criminal. And you see, obviously it's another origin story, but I think this origin story was done so much differently that it pays off in the end. And you get the comedic taste of Paul Rudd. You get Ant-Man who shrinks and can grow, you know, 150 feet tall and go to the size of an ant. This was really, really fascinating to me. Nine is Civil War. Captain America Civil War. It it could have been farther down because yes, I enjoy the movie. But I don't like to see superheroes fight each other like I mean, I do and I and I don't because in a situation like this, I, I feel that this is their own this was this was their takeaway for why they're fighting, right? I mean, they want to disband the Avengers. They don't want to disband the Avengers. They want to turn themselves in. If they don't turn themselves in, they become it's crazy. But but once you see this and you see the path that they took to get to the new to to, to get to the Avengers afterwards you're like oh this makes 100 percent sense because and then civil war is where we see 
Black Panther. We see Spider-Man, first time coming in. First time Black Panther's coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're seeing it. We get it. We understand what's happening. Ant-Man comes in. I can't remember if Ant-Man was before Civil War or not. I don't remember. But it's first time seeing these characters come to life. It's like when you watch... Um, uh, like when you watch a show, kind of like Breaking Bad, I guess you could call it, and all these characters are one-offs, but then they create a whole other show, and it's the same one-offs get their own TV shows. That's kind of what I feel this was. All right, number eight is the final Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show that premiered on Disney+, and that's Loki. The first couple of episodes, I was not sure at all if I was going to like this this show. It was a little... Because I'm not the biggest Thor fan. I'm not the biggest Loki fan. So, once it was released, I was like, eh. The first couple of episodes. But once you go and you keep going, this show is just absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. I mean, everything that happens in this, in this show is not... They're not just trying to kill 13 minutes, you know just for dialogue everything has a specific place at a specific time for a certain thing and for me that's all i could ask for loki number seven is at one point i said this was the greatest superhero movie i had ever seen of all time that was during the hype train the night i saw the movie i have different thoughts now obviously it's at seven and that's avengers endgame when I saw this, like I mentioned, it was the most amazing movie of all time. The most amazing superhero movie. Then you let the hype wear down. And then you realize, whew, maybe, maybe this movie has more problems and they didn't solve a lot of problems that we needed them to in order for this to happen. Like... There were a lot of questions at the end of this movie that I feel that they should have closed up. I mean, the movie was three hours long, for God's sakes. They could have at least closed some holes or, you know, showed that, 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 they, that they heard us and they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, sadly, though, we saw the end of two mega superheroes, uh, you could count a third if you wanted to. Um, but I don't know if this... There were a couple of amazing parts where the whole theater was screaming. And your wish was granted, as the genie would say. But I don't know if this did the entire Phase 4, Phase 3, Phase 4 justice. You know, ending it with, with Avengers Endgame. Number six was the first time we saw these incredible superheroes together. Six is the Avengers. Um, I mean, we show we we see Hulk smashing cars, and Endgame goes back to these scenes that were just amazing in the first Avengers. First time we get to see them get together. The first time we get to we get to see the banter between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. I mean, you get to see Bruce Banner and, and, and Natasha Romanoff's kind of relationship blossom from there. 
it's it's a brilliant movie that takes all the superheroes and puts them into one giant movie that I didn't think we would ever get um, once the MCU happened once John Favreau started Iron Man I didn't think we could ever ever get what we got five is Guardians of the Galaxy I mean this is a hilarious take it's got Dave Bautista it's got Bradley Cooper Chris Pratt Zoe Saldana Vin Diesel I mean that's an all-star cast right there just just for romantic comedy if you wanted to but man what they did with these characters like I mentioned for Guardians 2 was they took these characters that people looked down upon and they made them into people cared about and the story was phenomenal Chris Pratt was phenomenal everybody in the in, in the movie the entire Guardians of the Galaxy it, it was amazing to see these all these thieves coming together to become the Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely mind-boggling we got Iron Man in at number four and shall I say arguably one of the greatest Marvel movies or just movies in general to happen not only did it take a down on his look Robert Downey Jr to do this film but once he did it exploded the entire Marvel Universe exploded everything was right about this movie everything was what it was supposed to be what it needed to be it was amazing the fight scenes were incredible to be the first genuine Marvel superhero movie and it was that amazing just tells you how great just, just tells you how great and how thoroughly the Marvel Universe is, is looked at we made the top three and this is where I struggled I struggled with number three and number two because three I think could easily be the best Marvel movie I think these okay I'll say this I think these top three are easily the best movies Marvel has put out number three we've got Avengers Affinity War not only is this covering up the stance of Civil War, everyone is split up. We see Spider-Man gets dragged into the Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy gets dragged into the Avengers. It is... It's, it's crazy how this how this turn how 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 these characters represented each other so perfectly within these movies the banter was correct the action was i mean up to par just how it wanted to be the comedy was there the dialogue was there and the villain was absolutely there and to see the battles 
and not knowing what's going to happen. This is the superior Marvel movie, in my opinion. Avengers Infinity War. It, it's, it's unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. Two, we've got Spider-Man No Way Home. This is where we're getting into new territory for Marvel. Spider-Man No Way Home brings in the Spider-Verse, the Multiverse, and endless confusion. Okay. And, and I think Doctor Strange coming right after this was not a mistake, but it made the whole Multiverse a little confusing. Now, with Spider-Man No Way Home... It's, it brings the entire, okay, I'll say this, it takes the previous screw-ups that Sony did with Spider-Man and brings them home, like, it makes it, makes it, it's not like uh, DC where you have six different Batmans, it, oh, those were just movies, this is like, no, we're going to make this make sense, so the reason there's two different Spider-Mans that's because there's a multiverse. And I think this was Tom Holland's peak acting capabilities. This showed exactly what Tom Holland was supposed to... I mean, it showed his acting abilities times a million. It was the correct direction for Spider-Man. This brings in him now living in an apartment. Him now being on his own. Him now struggling trying to struggle being an 18 year old person that people have forgotten about they don't know who he is so now he's a nobody an 18 year old nobody who is struggling jobs and is trying to go to college it brings it all back to where it's supposed to be and ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the number one spot. If you've been counting and writing down as I go, you know what the number one spot is. The number one spot is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I'm not going to say anything else. Captain America, the Winter Soldier is by far the best Marvel movie ever to be created. The fight scenes. when you see this is what made me love Falcon so much is this performance here for Captain America the Winter Soldier not Captain America knowing that his brother in arms back in the 40's knowing he was taken and knowing he's not a bad guy he's just misunderstood no one else believes him, so he's trying to figure out a way to show them while still trying to be the good guy. It's amazing storytelling. It's it's amazing uh, cinematography. It's all around amazing. 
Guys, thanks for joining in on this episode of part two of ranking the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, except for Thor Love and Thunder. This comes out before, uh, I recorded this before Love and Thunder, uh, so I didn't want to go back in and re-record. I just put it wherever, you know, wherever you feel it needs to be, put it there. So, that's it. Appreciate you guys listening in. Enjoy, and as always, Brownless.